Get your weekly Essential House Radio Show fix. Search for us on iTunes. So rounding off is Disco Balls and Do You Feel Good? We'll play to you the original mix. Before that was B Jinx and Feel It and Shamers 1995. So each and every week we strive to bring you some of the world's biggest artists, DJs and producers. And this week is no exception. I'm going to be chatting to Adamski next about his brand new album entitled Revolt. It's an absolutely brilliant interview. It's well worth sticking around for. Essential House. What have you been up to since your last project and leading up to this album? Um, well, I've never stopped making music. Right. I think the last decade I changed my name to Adam Sky. Right. I didn't really change my name. I slightly altered it, remixed it. <laughs> I changed one letter of my name, but that seemed to throw people off the trail. And then I was just playing in a lot of underground clubs around Europe and in Russia and South America and enjoying myself, really. And, and also I, I lived... First of all, I lived in Italy, and then I lived in Spain, and then I lived in Germany before coming back here. And um, yeah, just sort of went around getting inspired and reveling in the new technology that means you don't have to be sort of in some major city, you know, to to make music. So Even I'm, though, having just said that, I was in Barcelona and Berlin, which are quite major cities. But it didn't really make any difference if I'm making music in Berlin or in the middle of a, you know, on the top of a mountain in Venezuela. It doesn't really make any difference. So with you out and about touring, um, is that where you got the inspiration for the brand new album from as well? Um, Venezuela, mainly, yeah, because now I'm, I'm just working exclusively in Walt's time. And a lot of the Venezuelan folk music is in Walt's time. Right. And uh, I just I was spending a lot of time there because um, one of my daughter's mums is Venezuelan and they went and lived there for a bit. So I was going over there for kind of long periods and um, just picking up on the music that you hear every taxi and supermarket and bar. And it just kind of infiltrated my psyche or something. And um, then I just started, I, I just got really fascinated by, because the Latin Americans make it sound much more sexy than the, the stuffy European version. Um, um, my manager's Viennese, she just gave me a dirty look when I said that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, but I, it, you know, it went from kind of, I, I, from getting really into it in Venezuela and then like researching online, um, you know, all waltz paths lead to Vienna. And then I went there and a couple of times and just wandered around and, and just, yeah, I just, that's what I do really. I just travel around sort of collecting data in my head and then turning it into music. So from start to finish, from when the original concept for this album first came into your head, how long has mm. it taken to actually get all the artists together, obviously write all the tracks? There's been obviously a lot of travelling involved as well. Well, I didn't guess. really decide to, because it's not really an album, it's more than that, because it's like 10 records in a box. Yeah. Um, so it's like there's more music than on your average album. Um, and it, 
I, I didn't really know what I was, it was going to be, if it was going to be an album or three albums under three different names or if I'd collaborate a lot more with one, one of the artists that I did collaborate with, I didn't really know. And then last year I decided to just, you know, rein it in and just put, put it together. But so it's... I'd, I mean, I've been doing it for about five years, this style, but um, but only, you know, it, it only was like early last year when I decided, right, this is going to be a box of records. Right. It's a Viennese wooden cake box <laughs> to keep the sort of Viennese um, flavour going through it, not the flavour of the cake. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> it would. It would. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, which it was good because it is this beautiful bespoke wooden box that actually worked out cheaper than getting um, just a like normal rec- cardboard record box. Right. But it took you know some looking around for the Viennese cake factory to do it. Right. <laughs> but having said that, I've actually however many copies of it I said well I've limited it to 300 if I sell all of them I've still made a massive loss but I'm quite proud of that because it um, it shows that I'm like art before commerce and I make music because I want to and enjoy it and like entertaining people rather than um, you know some kind of business venture yeah it's good the to hear that. Worst businessman. <laughs> it's good to hear that because a lot of artists and everybody just mass produces everything, don't they? And all about the revenue. And I think a lot mm. of the soul of the music. I mean, look, and obviously the notes that have been sent over, it's been released on vinyl, which again is good to see because I don't think many people actually, the younger generation, don't really understand the whole vinyl concept of it. I don't even know if they know what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's more. It's if someone goes out and buys vinyl it sort of it's like means they're a music lover mm. it's you know um, just getting an mp3 I mean hearing people DJing now with mp3s and it just sounds I mean I'm not a geek I'm not like an audio geek but you can hear when people are DJing with mp3s and it just sounds kind of thin and distorted and kind of grating and um like people a lot of people just don't seem to care you know just, uh, I so don't when, understand it when you're out about DJing are you actually back on vinyl are you still on vinyl yourself no I'm I'm still on CDs right I started DJing on CDs in the mid 90s and I was kind of ahead of my time like nobody else was doing that Pioneer just released these the first um, CD players with pitch control and stuff, and I bought some just just for like playing around with in my in my house in my flat really, and then um, I ended up like DJing and people would go, you know, even Carl Cox was like, I played at something in Bournemouth and he was going, how do you do that? <laughs> and I was like, it was quite flattering because he's like a master of mixing. Yeah, he's a three-day um, wizard, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he used to mix. I, yeah, I remember going to see him in Brighton in the late 80s and he had three decks. And I was like, wow. And um, so I was quite ahead of my time and now I'm a kind of a Luddite because I'm still using CD players and now people are... Uh, 
you know, just got a laptop and whatnot. But um, the CDs, uh, that's a format that I like, you know. It's, it's what I you're like comfortable to, with I as like well, it. isn't it? Sorry? It's what you're comfortable with at the gig as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I kind of pick things up in, like, charity shops and things on CD and, you know, my travels and can stick them in your pocket and stuff and there's something more kind of that feels like more got more depth to it than just downloading things off off the computer you know um yeah kneeling on a dusty floor like looking for some hidden gem <laughs> um and just having a read of what's available in the box set, um, you've got some mm. playing cards and badges. What was the idea behind the playing cards that feature obviously um, the performers? Well, they're they're just it's all the um, the credits are on these cards and right. just a nice little. I mean, there's some like real characters on there, like Lee Scratch Perry, who yeah. you know, the 80 year old Jamaican man with a purple beard and a yellow afro and. It's just worth having pictures of these characters to um, to to see, and it just yeah, it was just I don't know. There was you know the things that were inspiring this wooden box um, with were things like playing cards and tarot cards and just things that are nice to sort of have in your hand and look at and trump cards even they're written more like trump cards right. that we used to have at school you know and they're, they're just yeah it's got all the details of who sang and played what um, um on there for your perusal while you listen to the music so whose idea was that then instead of just putting the sleeves notes on it um, well, my mate Jules, actually, who did a lot of, most of the artwork, right. all the artwork, and as a matter of fact, but it's his idea. Right. It's just, it's quite unique, it's quite different, it's, it's one of those things that's going to stand out and grab people's attention as well, isn't it? Well, hopefully, yeah, he also had the idea, which has been going really down really well with everyone, of, like, um, there's like the future waltz salute, which is... I I hold up three fingers and all the artists I've worked with to do that for a picture. Um, but it's like a symbol of like three uh, for the three beats to the bar, but also looks like a W for waltz. And, and then the all the uh, the individual record sleeves have got like these three finger cutaways. So you see the record with these three finger holes. Right. So you can take the record out of the sleeve. And it's, um, design. everything has got a point to it and a connection, which aren't things like that, you know, putting it all together like a jigsaw or something. That sounds very, very interesting. Um, looking at the album, you've got some, obviously some brilliant artists on there. Um, would you, would you consider obviously I know you said there was that many tracks you could probably put three albums out are you going to be working mm. with some of these artists again yeah what have you got yeah. on with them then have you got more projects are you going to be bringing out singles or um well I don't know I've never I've never really had a plan um I never I never commit to anything I mean no one ever really commits to me like when back years ago when I worked with Seal it was just 
come in and sing a song. It was like, let's make an album or, you know, and, um, and then the, the following record I sang on it, which was kind of something completely different. You know, I wasn't like following a money spending formula. I was just doing what seemed like a good idea to me at the time. And, and I still work like that really. So, I mean, I've got ongoing things. I've got more things recorded with most of the people on there, but I've also been coming across more people. Um, just lately, I've been working with Bam from the Jungle Brothers. All right. Which are like a legendary hip-hop group. Um, and doing stuff with him um, and Daddy Freddy, who's a Jamaican rapper, MC, um, from my kind of generation. Um, I love working with all these guys from that era um, because they're sort of pre when everyone started pretending to be a gangster and everything. Yeah. And uh, it's all about, it's more like just party vibes and the spirit of, you know, just having fun. Um, and, um, yeah, so there's them. Um, yeah. I bet you've met some very interesting people over your time as well. I have, yeah. Interesting characters. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, many people um, who I've either had the like honour, the privilege to make music with, or who just, you know, I've chatted with and been inspired by. Um, and um, yeah, been having quite a good life so far. Um, so what's next for yourself? And obviously the albums, the albums about to drop. Hopefully it's gonna it's gonna sell more than three hundred copies that you've had pressed up. Are you gonna be mm. going out and about? If you've got more DJ dates planned, or are you gonna be back in the studio working? As we mentioned earlier, on more projects. Well, I've, j- I've just signed up with a new DJ agency. Right. Um, so they're just putting the feelers out because so, uh, I'm kind of happy to go anywhere I like playing music anywhere like from a local pub to a f- big festival here or in other countries and I, I kind of like just like playing music to 10 people or 10,000 people um, uh, so I'm just seeing, you know, the reaction of this music has, what the reaction is and what sort of promoters want me to come and play that in their venues or their parties or festivals or whatever. Um, And I have played quite a cross-section of things over the last couple of years and it's gone down well everywhere, kind of, which has been quite a good sign. So... I'm open to anything, really. So where else can people find more information on yourself and also where can people get the album from? And if there's any promoters out there, where can they get hold of you? Who's your management team? Um, But my my website's got all that information on it, which is adamskiofficial.com. Check out essentialhouseradioshow.com for all the latest information on the show. So massive thanks to Adamski there for taking time out. See, his brand new album, Revolt, is available right now and it is well worth getting your hands on. 
We're going to go in the mix with Adamski right the way through till the end of this week's Essential House Radio Show. The Essential House Radio Show Guest Mix.